was, it's gonna happen. God is about ready to show himself in a great mighty way. In the name of Jesus. God is calling us to be a vigilant. He's calling us to go out and win the byways and preach. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready to win souls. Come on, let's put our hands together for the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Come on, God is doing a mighty work in the house tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, there's just a special anointing in this place. Come on, why don't we lift our hands and thank Him this evening. in just a little bit more oh thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus mm. whatever you need of the Lord he's in this place and he wants to do it if I'm only here to tell you one story it's that God can work anything for good the way that he writes it from glory to glory page to page no matter how it looks cause if you need a highway through the sea or a mountain to be moved he did it for me he can do it for you he's a God of How many knows that he'll make a way where there is no way? Oh, if you need a highway. 
with Brother Cook just before we rolled into the parking lot and I asked them how service went and they said it was life changing not just for them but for many inmates there were many that received the Holy Ghost many many that were delivered by the saving power of Jesus Christ oh come on that deserves a hand clap come on that God deserves to be praised Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. It is always an honor to come and stand behind the sacred desk. Amen. Always an honor to hear Brother Gage preach. Amen. I love you, buddy. Amen. I'm so thankful for what God is doing in his life. Amen. It's always special to watch young men who are just willing vessels. And I am so thankful for him. Amen. If you would tonight, quickly, if we could. I know time's getting away. Let's go to the book of Genesis. Amen. That's in the, the front of your Bible there. I'm going to go to chapter 1. That's real close to the front few pages. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We're going to go to a couple, couple three verses of Scripture. You'll just bear with me for a minute on our reading. Genesis 1 and 1. You can probably quote it. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Everybody say, and God said... If you would flip over to the book of John. John chapter 1. Amen. I give honor to this congregation. Honor to my pastor. Honor to the ministry. Amen. Honor to my wife. 
John 1 and 1. You can probably quote these as well. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. One more portion of Scripture, the book of Romans Romans 10th chapter. Thank you for standing during our lengthy reading. 10, Romans 10 and verse 17. You can probably quote this one too. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I want to preach just for a few moments tonight. When God speaks. When God speaks. I wonder tonight could we lift our hands and magnify him together. And thank him for the reading of his word. And ask him to move in this place. And to take complete control and to speak. Lord I love you today. I thank you for speaking to me. For ministering to me God. If this word is only for me God I receive it. Lord, I thank you for the revelation and the understanding that you deposited into my spirit tonight. Lord, as I was preparing, I thank you, Lord, because I know that you're in this place. And Lord, I don't know which direction this is going to go, but God, I know as long as you're in it, I want to be right there in the middle of it. So speak to me tonight, God. Speak through me and minister to your people tonight. In Jesus' precious name we pray. And the church said amen. Amen. You can be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. When God speaks, 1 Timothy 3 and 16 states, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God is manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Amen. I'm going to try my best not to preach on doctrine or Christology or or anything along those lines. But I believe God has something to be said tonight. Amen. I believe also without controversy, if we would begin to look around today, that you're going to see that the whole world, amen, is beginning to wisen up to the word of God. Even scientists today, they are understanding now more than ever that God's word is infallibly true. Scientists, science now is beginning to catch up with God's word. People are no longer satisfied with just explanations of theory and supposition anymore. And, and, and with a creation that is so in sync and so in tune. How in the world could it possibly have evolved over billions of years? Artifacts now are beginning to be rediscovered intertwined within the fossil plates and the sedimentary lines that they use to prove over time and time of how the earth is billions of years old but somehow nestled even diagonally between these these uh these intertwined fossil plates you're going to find uh different deposits of silt and decomposition finding bones and footprints and ancient relics that were obviously made by human hands. And all of the evidence is pointing to the same explanation that we already know to be true. That the word of God is true. The word of God is true. Amen. And there must have to be some kind of logical explanation for all that they're finding. And, and everybody now, I believe, is, is starting to understand that there had to be a major catastrophic event that somehow moved all of these layers of settlement in, in just a quick motion because there's no possible way that you could get these fossils intertwined within what they call billions of years of deposited sediment. And so I believe that it just points to the fact that the Word of God is true. And then even on Mount Ararat in Turkey on the border there, you're going to find the remains of a huge wooden structure. Amen. Determined to be this great big boat. This great big ark that was made with pitch and different layers and it was put all together and it just happened to be upon the same mount that was described in the Bible of where the ark landed. And I believe all of this just points to the fact that the word 
is true. At the bottom of the Red Sea, on the border of Egypt, you're going to find the remains of chariots and wheels and, and even uh, wheels from these chariots. And, and I even it was amazing to find that there were horses' bridles. 700 foot deep in the middle of the Red Sea. Could this be anything other than the remains of Israel's enemy, the Egyptians, as God spread the water in the Red Sea and they marched across on dry land and as sure as they were safe on the other side of the Red Sea, God rolled back the waters burying their enemy and leaving the remains for us to see thousands of years later. All of this pointing to the fact that God's word is true. Even on top of Mount Sinai, if you went there today, you're going to find charred faces of rocks and stones and boulders where it seemed to have been some type of consuming fire on top of this mount that, that must have burnt so hot that it still remains there today. And this must have been the place where God communed with Moses face to face on top of the mount of God. It must have been the place where God said, Mark off, this is a holy place. This is a, a place of sanctification, if you would. I believe all of this points to the fact that the Bible is true there's a split rock of Horeb it stands today in the base of the rock you can see where multiple streams have wandered off from this rock and and at the base of this rock weathered stones uh, eroded by water that seems to have just been uh, happening for for a, a great while how can water come from a rock other than just a God of glory manifesting his presence and doing exactly what he said he would do in his word. I believe all of these are evidence that God is, the word of God is true. The word of God is more than just an amazing piece of literature it really is. It is more than just a book that was composed of by around roughly 40 authors and, and it made up of 66 books of somehow these impeccable stories, the, these dynamic stories that overlap and crisscross and prophecies that stretch from the New Testament into the Old Testament. Some 65,000 cross-references of prophecy all point to the fact that the Word of God is the, the living, breathing, absolute, positive truth. Amen. This is 100% accurate. Amen. Of every past account, of every present account, and every future account, this is the infallible Word of God. Amen. It's a shame today that most Christians don't treat it that way. Amen. If you were to take a survey among all those that claim to be Christians, I believe that most of them use their Bibles just to decorate a coffee table or, or use it as a bookmark. Or, or maybe it's just something, a rite of passage. If you call yourself a Christian, you have to have one of these things in your house. So, so unfortunately, some, that, that's what they do. They, they treat it just as another decoration, just another piece of furniture to add. In this book, nestled within the lines of these bound pages, you can find your answer to every problem, to every situation, to every trouble, to every circumstance, to every decision that needs to be made can be found right here in the Word of God. It's the most relevant words that you will ever read, that you will ever apply in your life. It is the infallible Word of God. Amen. It's greater than any words on Facebook. Or any book of counsel written with good intentions. It's wiser than any college program that you may be enlisted in or enrolled in. It's better than any self-help book. It's been there. It stood the test of time. And the word says that in heaven and earth shall pass away. This word will forever remain. Are you thankful for the word of God that you hold and you possess? Amen. I believe the word is true. It was divinely given by the inspiration of God, of God himself as men of old were moved upon by the Holy Ghost. Even the story, every story and every word, it points towards Jesus Christ. Every prophecy that was brought about by these miracles, they testify to its own truth. Amen. Oh, that, oh, that we could fall in love with this book first. 
What would happen if this book was the first book we woke up to instead of Facebook? What, what would happen if we measured ourselves by this book instead of against uh, things on social media platforms? I mean, think about it. How different would our lives be if we took the counsel within this book first before some therapist? Amen. I appreciate every self-help book and instructional insight book, and there's a place for them. I believe that. But whatever happened to our trust in the Word of God? Some of the books that we're reading for guidance, somehow I believe when I read them, it's twisting the Word of God and, and per perverting it to justify their own belief system and their own intention. But whatever happened to us twisting our lives to conform to the Word of God instead? Whatever happened to us replacing these words with other words? Doesn't this book still have meaning to us? Is this book still relevant to us anymore? If we aren't standing on this book, what are we standing for? If we aren't preaching out of this, then we're just some social club and ain't no better than, than the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts or some basketball team out on another place somewhere. But, but we stand upon the true, living, breathing Word of God in this place. And I am so thankful that God granted us a book of truth that we could stand upon. Amen. Amen. If you're wondering today what is truth, let me tell you. The word, they, they, they try their best to speak truth, but anymore they just speak lies. I can't even watch the news anymore. I mean, they, they twist it out so much. And, and now as if they couldn't tell the truth, now they've hired this group of people called fact checkers. That now they're supposed to tell the truth. So they're saying, don't believe them, they're lying, but believe us, we're not lying. Think about it. People are so hungry for truth today. And man, if, if all of the people that make their way into the house of God, let me, let me give you a little insight. They're not looking for good music. They're not looking for great songs. They're not even much looking for great fellowship and they'll find all of those things in the house of God. But what they're looking for more than anything in this world is the truth of God. And if we are standing on the truth of God, we have something to offer a lost and dying world. We are the beacon of hope and the shining of a light that God desires us to be. Amen. If ever, if ever the church needed to stand on the word of God, it's today. I mean, I don't mean just bending it to fit your agenda, but do what it says do. If it says don't do it, don't do it. Praise Temple Apostolic Church stands on the Word of God. All of the ministry believes it and we preach it. It's the true living Word of God. But what makes the God of this Bible different than all the other gods out there? Because there's many out there. What makes the God of this thing better than all the gods of all the other things? It is because the God of this Bible is a speaking God. I'm going to say that again. The God of this Bible is a speaking God. Amen. In the beginning was the Word or His Logos. Every word in this book is true. It holds power to loose the captive. Holds power to set the captive free and those that are bound. But the word remaining unspoken in our lives is a great tragedy to its original intent. God even knew himself because he is the word. Everything made that was made was made by the word speaking it into existence. You see Genesis 1 and 1 and 2 you'll find a declaration of just observation. God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And one translation says it like this. It was formless. So when you have something that doesn't have any form, it couldn't possibly exist yet. So what happened? I believe God's spoken word ushered in creativity. And it, it ushered in power and presence when he began to speak in verse 3. And it says, and he said, God said, let there be light. 
and there was light. Oh, how amazing it must have been to behold the creation as Moses saw it before he recorded it in the book. But how much more amazing would it have been to have heard the words that God said when he uttered into an oblivion, let there be light. And all of a sudden at the words of God, at the utterance of his voice, when he began to demand blinding UV light began to swirl around in in a cosmos in in the inexistence of anything. And it started penetrating into the darkness and reaching into the ether of time. And he had to put a limit on it in a hurry because if he hadn't spoken to it again, there would have been no darkness. You'll find the next verse, and he separated the light from the darkness. How did he do that? He spoke it into existence. God speaking puts parameters on things. God speaking puts limits on things. It it told the light you can only go this far. And it told the darkness you can only go this far. God's spoken word has power not just in creation uh, and other things in this nature. But God's spoken word has power in you and I. Amen. He called the light day. In the darkness he called night. He gave it parameters when he spoke to it. He said light you can only go this far. In darkness you can only go this far. The spoken word of God is just like that. When God speaks he creates perfect order and guidelines and parameters. God is a God of order. He's not an author of confusion. But when he speaks, he doesn't just ramble off at the mouth. Everything he says is precise with foreknowledge and wisdom. And and looking into the 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 eternal time, God speaks and creates things. Let me give you something today. God is a speaking God. He created us by forming us out of the dust of the earth in his image. Or in other words, we look like God. Let me say it like this. He don't look like us. He didn't fashion the son of man after us. We were fashioned after him. We were created by by his image. After his image and his form. But then he done something amazing. That he didn't, that you won't find that he done anywhere else. He grabbed that ball of clay or that ball of dirt after forming it and he began to breathe life into us. It's amazing because he didn't breathe into the animals that I find. But he breathed into us. I believe that when he breathed into us, he gave us a creative ability just like him. Not just, not just the life like you may think that he gave us life or a spirit when he breathed into us. Although I believe that's a part. But he gave us the creative ability in every way that he had. He would attain, we would attain this creative ability. And we will access it by our spoken words. Proverbs 18 and 21 declares death and life are in the power of the tongue. Words are powerful. True or not, they're powerful. Every word spoken, is, is, it either brings forth death or it brings forth life. Speaking words is a familiar, but it is a sacred way of communication that God established. It was established in the beginning. God desired to commune with him in the middle of the garden. How did he do it? He would speak with him. The word says that his voice would walk in the garden in the cool of the day. Oh, how that must have been to walk with the voice of God in the, in the cool of the day. They spoke to one another by using words. God created the animals and then he gave Adam the creation power or, or the creative power to name all of his creation. It was a unity between mankind and God. The commandment that God given or the breath I believe that God spoke into Adam or breathed into Adam was like this. It was, it was that once I breathe into you, I want you to be just like me. 
I want you to operate just like me. I want you to take authority just like me. I I want you to speak to things and have them appear. I I want you to do more than just have faith in your heart and and in your thoughts. But I, I want you to speak them into existence. The commandment that was given to Adam was not to partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That commandment was spoken by God. That's why it was so serious. It wasn't just a good idea. It wasn't just good advice, but rather it was the established creative word of God to mankind. When God speaks, there is fulfillment. When God speaks, there's judgment and there's righteousness. Words that that are just on paper don't carry as much full weight as they would if you were to speak them. Amen. That's why Romans 10 and 17 says this. So then now, so then faith cometh by. Faith cometh by reading. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There's so much power in spoken words. I've seen people lose their lives. I've seen families wrecked because of words spoken Wrong words spoken to the right people at the wrong time. Words are so important. They carry weight and they carry consequences. Words of life and inspirations that are spoken to somebody at the right moment can bring forth life. And they can bring forth inspiration and it can heal the hearts of people that are around you. Good words spoken in times of trouble can bring healing and solace in difficult times. Words of encouragement can bring forth the much needed help they need to find. Spoken words matter. Spoken words matter. That's why hell has a special place for liars. Sorry to take a turn on you. False words cause so much damage. False words spoken in the ears of those looking for offense can wreck families and cause so much hurt. False words that are spoken, even implied, can cause death and destruction to all those who choose to hear them. Spoken words matter, my friend. Spoken words matter. Backing up to Romans 10 and 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Everybody say call. Everybody say, I got to speak it. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's, everybody say spoken words. Salvation is attained by speaking words. The seal of our redemption comes by speaking words. Not just any words, but speaking in a other tongue. Speaking in an unknown language. Words matter. If, If you ever have any doubt in your mind, spoken words matter. Verse 14 says, How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on him whom they have not heard? (laughs) And how shall they hear without a preacher? Spoken words are so powerful. Spoken words carry so much. The spoken word declares in Hebrews 14 and 12, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even piercing even dividing asunder the soul and the spirit bone and marrow and and, and is a discerner that's why the scripture is true when it says out of the abundance of your heart the mouth speaks why because spoken words Listen to this. Spoken words are a discerner of people's spiritual condition and their intention. Stay away from those who constantly speak against church people or anything or or, or any yet. Stay away from anybody who who badmouths the church. Anybody in the body of Christ. Why? Because their words bring forth death and they carry so much. Spoken words matter. That's why God has spoken so much over the last few services about spoken word. He has spoken. It's it's been preached about. It's been given by the speaking gifts. Tongues. Interpretation. Word of knowledge. 
Word of wisdom, all those speaking gifts. God's been rattling our bag and he's been, he's been shaking our cage a little bit because spoken words carry weight. That's why Solomon said in Proverbs 15 and 1, A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. When words are spoken, things are created. Because we're created after our Father. It's the breath of God that is given to men. The creative ability given from God to His mankind created in His image. The importance of our words are not fully understood today. That's why God gave us the warning in His written word that we would be judged by every idol that does what? Proceeds out of our... Whether good or bad, happy or sad, we'll be judged by His words and by... There's power in spoken word. Whether good or bad, all of the lies, all of the truth will all stand in balance to the truth of God. We must leave here tonight understanding the importance of spoken words in our life. When God speaks, all must listen. When God makes His word heard, all must pay close attention. We're reading again, drawing your attention back to John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the... And the word was with God... And the word was God. Do you know God? Some people say they know God on a personal level. You know, I know some hyper spiritual people. And I said that right. They don't need anybody because they got it all figured out, you know. Those same same people do things that are contrary to God's words. And then they call it God's word. Let me tell you something today. God doesn't change his mind. He don't say one thing and then change his mind and say, hey, you know what, I was just playing. Because spoken words matter so much. He means exactly what he says. If you feel like God's speaking to you and it goes against his word or the words of your pastor, let me give you some help. It's probably not the word of God. Can I say that again? I tell young people this all the time, trying to discern, is God speaking to me or is it just me? Anybody ever, any adults feel that way? Trying to discern the voice of God, it's a legitimate, I think we need, need to have a series on that, Brother Kevin. You, can, you preach a great series on that, discerning the word of God, discerning the intention of the words of God. But some people, they're looking for words of God and it goes contrary to, to what this says. I'm going to tell a story here and I'm not going to mention no names. I was given a call by some people years ago, years ago. And they said, God has spoken and he wants us to stand out on the corner of the street and pray for everybody to hear. Can you pray for us? And I said, well, I can give you some word. Bible says when you pray, don't pray like that. That's the word of God. If you hear a voice and it's contrary to this, your hearing is off. You're hearing something different. This is the only thing that matters. This is what we're judged by. Not feeling, not, not, the, not some preconceived idea, not some preconceived notion, not emotion, not commotion, not what anybody else says. But we're going to be judged by this. Not even what you think is a good idea or what even makes sense. We're going to be judged by the word of God. Remember in the garden, the serpent had no power to beguile anybody until he took on a voice. The devil spoke through the serpent. He entered the serpent and he began to speak. But listen, he didn't speak complete lies. He didn't. He said, didn't God say that you could eat from every tree? He he spun the truth real quick. And she caught on to it. And she said, you know what? No. We were told not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Matter of fact, I wasn't even supposed to touch it. 
There's a communication, spoken words between the serpent and the woman. But watch the next lie that, and we can debate whether or not that's a lie. He said this, he laced it like this. He said, you won't surely die. You won't surely die. Was that true? Did they die immediately? He said, for God knows the day that you eat thereof. You're going to know the difference between good and evil. And you're going to be as God's. Was that a complete lie? That's what the devil does. He's subtle. He knows how to craft spoken words. Now when the woman took and ate it with her husband, immediately their eyes were open. We know the story. They seen their nakedness. They tried to cover it up. But once the spoken word of God come again in the garden, they were afraid. They hid themselves because they were afraid of the judgment of the spoken word of God. Adam at that moment had the ability to create a sacrifice. But instead he spoke words of blame to the woman. Remember when you speak, you create things, whether good or bad. The woman then responded and said, the serpent spoke to me. So I thought it must have been true. Words matter. What you say about others matter. What you incite with your words matter. Watch this. The words of men and serpents set into motion. The laws of God once again. And God had to create a sacrifice to cover up sin. So he slew a lamb to cover up their sin. To absolve their nakedness. He put in motion his word. But now John 1 and 14, the word became flesh. She needed something to absolve. So God's word, his logos, his creative word, his spoken word then became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word was born and became a man. Then Right before his ministry was unleashed in the wilderness, he was tempted by the same serpent, same devil again. He said, make these stones bread. You've been hungry. You've been fasting. Just you, All you got to do is speak to it and it's going to turn into bread. I, I understand the power of spoken word and Jesus responded or the word responded right away. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Every word that cometh out of the mouth of God. Power in spoken word. He was tempted again and the devil tried to twist the words just like he did with the woman. He said, if you dash your foot upon the rocks, if you really are the son of God, then you can, you can call your angels down and they'll have charge over thee. But he responded. With word, he spoke word that was already written and already had been established. And he said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. But watch this on the third temptation. He said, I'm going to give you all the kingdoms of the world. But this time, God added words. The word added to what was already established And he gave the devil a command, a creative response that he must obey. He said, get thee hence, Satan. There is power in the spoken word of God. He said, get thee hence, for it's written. He added two. Get thee behind. The only one able to add to the word of God is the word himself. And he was the living, breathing word of God. Some of us have been taken so, so much, had so much taken from by the enemy. But we haven't accessed our most powerful weapon. We're standing there taking blows, taking shots, wondering how much longer we just got to sit and endure. It's time for us to access 
the spoken word of God. It's time for the church to operate how we were always supposed to operate. If the musicians would make their way, I'm going to come to a quick close. I know time is getting away. We have put on the breastplate of righteousness. and We have shod our feet with the preparation of the gospel. And we are proudly carrying our shields of faith like, like a banner. And, and even have our loins girt about with truth. But we have not used our weapon yet. We ain't used our weapon yet. Remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Against principalities and powers. That means you can't shoot them with a bullet. Or how we would like to. You, you, you can't destroy them with a missile. Or take them out with a grenade. The weapons that we have are not carnal. You say they're not some uh, AR-15. The weapons we have, they're, they're not carnal. It doesn't matter what technology uh, that, that the Iron Dome may possess. The power that we have. They're not carnal. They're mighty. They're mighty. Are they just mighty by their self? They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing unto captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Or you can substitute the word Christ with the word. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of the. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory of the father as only. Jesus is the word of God. Why is it you can stand? Why is it when we find ourselves in trouble? When there's a car traveling a Friday, I think it was, coming back from Evansville. I was hurrying, trying to get to another service. Coming across that, that blessed bridge there in Henderson. That they're always working on. We're going to bypass that thing. Just over in the glory land, probably. I was coming across the bridge, and all of a sudden, everybody just come to a stop. And I had a van full of material. and All I could do, I didn't think I was going to be able to stop because we were clipping along pretty good. All I had time to do was speak the name of Jesus. I cried out and said, Jesus. Jesus! When you know, I stop just in the nick of time. It's time that we wage war against those principalities and powers. Stop being subjected to its torment and stop accessing the most powerful weapon that we have. It's the words of truth. We need to pull out our swords and we need to pull out the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word like this and, and just begin to quote it it's, it's one thing to, we, to read it. it it's encouraging to read it but sometimes when I feel despair I, I have to read it out loud and I, I have to say no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world for John 5 and 4 everyone that is born of God is going to overcome the world we got to begin to speak the word of God. John 16 and 33. I told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you may have trouble. You will have trouble. But take heart. Don't you worry about it. I've overcome the world. I've overcome it. He said matter of fact. Don't you be surprised when, when the whole world hates you. He said, because I testify against it. Every word spoken, every word written speaks against the deeds of the world. That all of their deeds are evil. 
Second Peter 3 and 9. The Lord. I quote this one a lot. Especially in my time of distress. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. He's not lack concerning his promises. As some men count slackness. But he's long suffering to usward. Not willing that any should perish. But that all should come to repentance. These altars are open tonight. I understand that sometimes in a moment we say things that we don't mean. I've done them hundreds of times. And I've asked for forgiveness. Almost every time I can remember. Sometimes it takes me longer because I'm hard-headed and I don't realize But if we're going to be judged by every idle word. If we are made in the image of God. And God has the ability to speak forgiveness into our lives. And I believe that we have the ability. And the mandate. To speak forgiveness. To the lives of our brother. And the lives of our sister. When he breathed the breath of the Spirit of God, he granted unto us access, gave us power that when we speak, things would be created. Matter of fact, I think he told us to speak things. Speak things that are not as though they altars are open tonight I wonder if we might could all gather around this place maybe maybe you have been spiritually tormented by the enemy maybe you have unsettled things in your heart that maybe you would like to get freedom over there's power in spoken word power of life power of death and it's all right here Lord Jesus